Good morning, everyone. It's time for another edition of Transformation Radio.
time for our reading in the New Testament. It comes from the book of Mark, chapter 3, verses 7 through 30. Here's a bit of an overview of what we'll be reading about here in Scripture today in the New Testament. The evil spirits knew that Jesus was the Son of God, but they had no intention of following Him. Many people followed Jesus but didn't understand His true purpose for coming. Some people came for miracles. Some came to hear His teaching, but they didn't understand the way of the cross. Knowing about Jesus or even believing that He is God's Son does not guarantee salvation. You must also follow and obey Him. Now Jesus warned the evil spirits not to reveal His identity because He didn't want them to reinforce a popular misconception. See, the huge crowds were looking for a political and military leader who would free them from Rome's control, and they thought that the Messiah predicted by the Old Testament prophets would be this kind of man. Jesus wanted to teach the people about the kind of Messiah He really was. Jesus calls you, and He wants you. Answer this call thoughtfully, seriously, in consultation with other Christians saying, Yes, Lord, I love you. I want to obey you and follow you. He'll show you the way. Now, from the hundreds of people who followed him from place to place, Jesus chose 12 to be his apostles. Now, the word apostle means messenger or authorized representative. Why did Jesus choose 12 disciples? The number 12 corresponds to the 12 tribes of Israel, showing the continuity between the old religious system and the new one based on Jesus' message. Many people follow Jesus, but these twelve received the most intense training. Now, Christians sometimes wonder if they have committed this sin of blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Christians need not worry because this sin is attributing to the devil the work of the Holy Spirit. It reveals a hard attitude of unbelief and unrepentance. A deliberate, ongoing rejection of the work of the Holy Spirit is blasphemy because it's rejecting God Himself. The religious leaders accused Jesus of blasphemy. But ironically, they were the guilty ones when they looked Jesus in the face and accused Him of being possessed by Satan. All right, with that, let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. February 18th, the New Testament. Mark chapter 3, verses 7 through 30. Jesus went out to the lake with His disciples and a large crowd followed him. They came from all over Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, from east of the Jordan River, and even from as far north as Tyre and Sidon. The news about his miracles had spread far and wide, and vast numbers of people came to see him. Jesus instructed his disciples to have a boat ready so the crowd would not crush him. He had healed many people that day. So all the sick people eagerly pushed forward to touch him. And whenever those possessed by evil spirits caught sight of him, the spirits would throw them to the ground in front of him, shrieking, You are the Son of God! But Jesus sternly commanded the spirits not to reveal who he was. Afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain and called out the ones he wanted to go with him. And they came to him. Then he appointed twelve of them and called them his apostles. They were to accompany him, and he would send them out to preach, giving them authority to cast out demons. These are the twelve he chose, Simon, whom he named Peter, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, but Jesus nicknamed them sons of thunder. 
Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. One time Jesus entered a house, and the crowds began to gather again. Soon he and his disciples couldn't even find time to eat. When his family heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. He's out of his mind, they said. But the teachers of religious law, who had arrived from Jerusalem, said, He's possessed by Satan, the prince of demons. That's where he gets the power to cast out demons. Jesus called them over and responded with an illustration. How can Satan cast out Satan, he asked? A kingdom divided by civil war will collapse. Similarly, a family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is divided and fights against himself, how can he stand? He would never survive. Let me illustrate this further. Who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man like Satan and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. I tell you the truth, all sin and blasphemy can be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. This is a sin with eternal consequences. He told them this because they were saying he's possessed by an evil spirit. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 11. Here's what we'll read about today in Psalms. We should never envy evil people, even though some may be extremely popular or excessively rich. No matter how much they have, it will fade and vanish like grass that withers and dies. Those who follow God live differently from the wicked and, in the end, will have treasures in heaven. To commit ourselves to the Lord means entrusting everything, our lives, families, jobs, possessions, to His control and guidance. To commit ourselves to the Lord means to trust in Him, believing that He can care for us better than we can care for ourselves. We really need to be willing to wait patiently for Him to work out what is best for us. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 11, a psalm of David. Don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him and He will help you. He will make your innocent radiate like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord, and wait patiently for Him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper, or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed. But those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. Soon the wicked will disappear. Though you look for them, they will be gone. The lowly will possess the land and will live in peace and prosperity. Proverbs chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. The Lord will not let the godly go hungry, but He refuses to satisfy the craving of the wicked. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich.
look to the highest mountain Looked all around, couldn't find nobody Went down into the deepest valley Looked all around down there, couldn't find nobody I went across the deep blue sea Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy Nobody greater, nobody greater than you Searched all over, couldn't find nobody I looked high and low Still couldn't find nobody Nobody greater Nobody greater, no Nobody greater than you I searched all over Couldn't find nobody I looked high and low Still couldn't find nobody Nobody greater Nobody greater Nobody greater than you Nobody can heal Like you can Oh most holy one You are the great I am Awesome in all your ways And mighty is your hand You are he who carried out redemption's plan You are he who carried out redemption's plan Search all over Couldn't find nobody I looked high and low Nobody greater, body greater, Jesus. Nobody greater than you. Search all over, search all over. Couldn't find no, couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater. Nobody great, nobody greater than you. Come on, lift those hands for real in here. Come on, nobody greater, nobody greater, Jesus. Nobody greater than you. Nobody greater, nobody great, nobody greater. Those hand singers, and let's just give them the glory. Nobody greater, nobody greater. Couldn't find nobody, nobody greater than you. I dare you lift your hand and say that with us tonight. Come on, nobody greater, nobody greater, nobody greater than you. Nobody like you, Jesus. Nobody greater. Nobody great. 
Hi, this is Dana Harbin. Uh, I'm 44 years old from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, I grew up uh, in a nice family. God blessed me with a sound mind and athletic ability, so it made it easy for me to achieve throughout my life and made me become prideful and arrogant and egotistical and you know, I thought I could do everything on my own, and I thought I knew everything, and you know, it caused me to wander around in darkness for a long time, and, you know, I just refused to accept help, and I refused to reach out to people and admit that I needed help, until one day when uh, I was finally completely broken, right after I had buried my youngest daughter, after I had to make the decision to take her off life support, I just came to God and said, God... I'm done, I need help, and he started, and he led me to the refuge, and I was here in May, left early, uh, of course I tried to justify it like I was doing some heroic thing, but really, you know, God kept me through that time, because when I went back out there, I was worse off than I was when I first got here, but God took care of my family, even though I was messing up. Brought me back here, and, you know, I just want to finish what I started. You know, I've been a quitter all my life. You know, God says it's better to finish to start. So he's uh, changed my heart a lot, <clears throat> put some good men in my life, and caused me to open up and start trusting people again. So now I'm thankful for the refuge. I'm thankful for the men at the refuge. All, all of us are just alike, man. So we're all broken, and we all need each other. And, you know, don't give up. Just keep on persevering and, you know, pressing in. God love you and God bless you. Good morning, fellas. Uh, this is Positive Pete moving up from from phase two to phase three. Um, I'd like to give an affirmation out to Dustin Grannon. Um, and I just want to tell you, man, I mean, I just let you know that I appreciate you um, helping me with my walk uh, with the Lord through uh through phase two man you've been a, a big blessing in my life you've uh helped me a lot as far as getting to know the lord you um all the sit down talks and all the walks you've uh you've let me know that uh i mean the lord is with me you know it, it's uh such a blessing how like a powerful man could could um be a big influence in my life you know, um, so glad that I got to meet you, man. So glad that our bond has grew. Um, I just want to uh, say to keep up the good work, man. I thank you so much for everything, you and your family. Thank you, man. This is Today, a daily devotional to refresh, refocus, renew. This is Today for Friday, February 19, written by Rob Tornstra. God's co-workers... Redemption Agents From Matthew 5 You are the salt of the earth. Today's verse is simple. You and I are like salt crystals that God sprinkles into a fallen world. When Jesus spoke these words, salt was used as a preservative to keep meat from spoiling. Salt was also used in Jewish religious ceremonies to remind Israel that God had made a commitment to preserve His fallen world. Jesus was saying that we are the means God is using to preserve this broken world. 
you and I, have opportunities to work as God's agents of redemption, keeping this world from spoiling. We know that God works through our work to accomplish His purposes. In many ways, our daily work is like salt in an unseasoned world. I have a friend who is a lawyer, working for the state government. She says that it can be difficult to work among people who do not share her worldview. Yet she sees her work as a calling to bring Jesus' voice of grace and truth into the arena of state government. You may work in this way, too. Perhaps you are a social worker or a family therapist. Some of us work as addiction counselors or in the prison system. These can be dark places where the effects of sin are painfully obvious. Yet God is the God of redemption, and Jesus, the one who accomplished the supreme work of redemption, continues to work through us, his salt. Will you pray with me? Lord, thank you for your resolve to redeem the world you made. We praise you for continuing to bring your redemptive mercy. Help us live and work as your preserving life in this world. Amen.
concludes today's broadcast. I pray that everyone who tuned in today was blessed by what they heard, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.